Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, George McLeod, John Lichty, Joey Devine, Blue Edwards, Roy Marble, Sean Keen, Kenny Battle. Patreon listeners, Sean Hyken, Simon Cott, Scott Carter Eldred, Kevin Deedan. Thank you, Patreons. Musical guest, Quasi. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock. Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we are back with another episode of America's Dumbest NBA Podcast, Round Ball Rock, and as always, I am joined by my temporary co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, permanent, sorry, permanent co-host, Sean Keen. I'm the temporary Thank host. Uh, Sean, yes. Sean cannot be fired. It is in his contract. It's true. It's um, true. I'm a. I'm like a keystone. Uh, I think that somehow my my lawyer got me like embedded. Like they have to dissolve the whole podcast if I'm fired. Yeah, we actually have it in the podcast that if we uh, break up, you get to keep touring as Round Ball Rock, and I have to That's tour true. as Round Ball Rock too. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, it's true. I had a really good lawyer, and then he fired me. Yeah, um, it's weird. Your, your lawyer was actually Credence Clearwater Revival's lawyer. Um, <laughs> I <know>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, just a couple of things. Um, 
We are on Patreon. Uh, if you feel like supporting, if you listen to the podcast, you like to su- you'd like to support it from your wallet. You can do that there at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. But if you can't do that, uh, there are free ways to support the podcast. Uh, one, you could give us five-star reviews, uh, which it's weird that podcasts only are allowed to give you five stars, even if you don't like the podcast. But that's how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Only five-star reviews in this everyone gets a tr- trophy uh, millennial bullshit world we live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, five-star reviews, download, tell your friends, tweet at us at roundrockpod, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Or call us on the phone that is, of course, in the description of this episode. Um, that's pretty much everything, right? I did it. I did it. No, no you did. You did the business. You okay. definitely did. Um, how was your day, Sean? Uh, it was all right. I uh, I taught some swim lessons today, and then I did a show. Oh, cool! Um, lots yeah. of torpedoes, turtle, uh, some turtle they floats. Were, they were a little too. They were. There were only three, so it was more like, mm. please don't cry because people are splashing. Mm. Also, it. don't jump in when I'm not looking because you will drown. Yeah, you, you get to teach how to turtle float, dude. Yeah, that's the number one. That's the first thing. Um, all right. Uh, as for my day, uh, today was uneventful. Uneventful, but yesterday, Sean, I saw something incredible. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, I'm mm. a season pass holder. Um, no, uh, you know, it's a, it's a brag. It's definitely a brag. Um, it was only $10 more than a regular ticket, so I went <laughs> with the season pass. I'm going to see, That's... I'm going to see in the month of January, which is the one with the least blackout dates, how uh-huh. many day, how many times in a month I can ride the mummy. Um, yeah, and I, I asked you about this, but I feel like I should ask you on the podcast to clarify not the Tom Cruise no. film that was going to launch uh, the the monster cinematic universe. No, it's Brendan Somewhere. Fraser's mummy. Oh, 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 well, that's yeah. that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the Tom Cruise mummy is troubling. Uh, anyway, uh, the mummy rules. If you haven't been, it's like Space Mountain. It's a dark coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh and it has a fun surprise where you think okay. the don't, ride don't ends. It. No, I'm oh. su- I'm spoiling it. You, oh, oh. you think the ride ends. Uh-huh. And then you go it very quickly shoots you back through the roller coaster backwards. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That rules. It's Joey. really fun. Yeah, the mummy rules. Is Any- that better than the mummy films? Uh yes, absolutely. 100%. By the um, way, that is some water park shit, by the way. The season pass that is only $10 more than a daily admission. Um, but uh, I'm not here to talk about The Mummy. Although, again, strong recommendation. Love The Mummy roller coaster. Um, what I do want to talk about is I rode the Harry Potter ride. Uh, and a, a sweet trick if you're going to a... Uh, Universal Studios as an adult, uh, you can cut a lot of the line out if you get in the single rider line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in the single rider line, uh, and guess uh, for the Harry Potter ride, 
and guess who got on the car in front of me, Sean? Uh, Sirius Black. Anthony fucking Davis, oh, dude. Oh, shit! Out, outside of the Potterverse entirely. Uh-huh. Um, who quit Team USA today. Mm-hmm. And I could have told you guys no fucking shit because he was not in Las Vegas yesterday. He was riding the fucking Harry Potter ride in Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not joining the the basketball World Cup. He's doing the Quidditch Cup. Um, and I gotta tell you, Sean, uh, seeing a person that tall get on a ride uh-huh. is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That ride is not built for seven footers. It's built for uh twelve year olds. Yeah, um, yeah. His head was sticking way out. Uh, they had to tell him to uh lift his feet up because your feet kind of dangle on it. Oh you know? my god! Um, what if, what if, Joey? Can I give you a hypothetical? Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm happy he's okay. I wasn't even worried until you said that. But what if? Anthony Davis had been knocked out for the season because of like a, a slightly inattentive attended at the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And that ruined the LeBron, the end of LeBron's career, like a final destination three situation. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> um, it would be sad because he was there with a large group of children. Oh, um, well, that's nice. I know this because we got off the ride at the same time. Uh And for those of you that have been to a fancy theme park, you know that rides exit at gift shops now. You have to Mm -hmm. go through a gift shop. Well, Um, that was what Banksy demanded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. What was the fake Banksy in that movie? (laughs) What is the fake Banksy? (laughs) I'm going to look up. uh... (laughs) That weird French man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he was asking the children what his favorite part, their favorite parts of the ride was. He seemed very Inva- nice. Invader is his name. That I was believe. not his name. It was the something even dumber. Street artist. It was something even dumber. Name. No, it was Mister Something. Um, oh. exit. <laughs> There's a lot of really dumb names in this movie. Now that I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Mr. Brainwash. Yeah, Mr. Brainwash. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Fools. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, but I tried to take a selfie for the Discord yes. for our Patreon listeners. Not for the public. No, no. But, yeah. For the Which, real again, group. is available for only $3 a month. You can be in an entire group of round ball what the fuckers. You're um, basically stealing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. And it was not a selfie like I'm asking, I'm bothering Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? I was trying to, I was trying to sneak do it, you know, where you take a selfie of yourself, but really you're taking a picture of the thing in the background, which again, I don't normally do stuff like that, but it was for the, for the Patreon. Um, and a, his VIP Universal Studios concierge guy who looked like Jim Boylan, uh, screamed at me. He yelled, put your damn phone away. Put your damn phone yeah. away. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And and that that was because, yeah, you know, L.A. is Anthony Davis town now. Yeah. And Clippers aren't allowed to drink coffee. Yeah. If it was a clip, if it was Kawhi Leonard, 
uh, he would have let me like uh, he would have been like I'll hold his arms yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, get his wallet. <laughs> this is Laker Town. <laughs> They're all Slytherins. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's, ah, man. Well, I wish you had gotten a picture with him because you're actually extremely good at getting pictures with people in general. I would say (laughs) I am Jerry West. You have a picture with Frankie Muniz, like a lot of the podcast heroes. Uh, I, yeah, I have a picture. I had a picture with Brian Colangelo. I don't know what happened to that one, man. I wish I still had that one. It's probably with a ref. What? Yeah. Oh, Joey Crawford. Yeah. Joey I have a picture Crawford. With... Well, that was when Summer <laughs> League was. Greatest Joey's in NBA history. <laughs> and I'm wearing that Joe Johnson shirt. Oh, it's the oh, three great. greatest Joey's. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? By the way, Joey has an amazing uh, Joe Johnson T-shirt, which was bought at a uh, Nets team store clearance sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still get. Highly discounted Joe Johnson and Darren Williams merch from the Nets team store. Mikhail Prokhorov overordered. Well, he estimated the success of that team. Well, we should actually talk about that because we don't have it on the rundown. Oh, okay. Uh, but LeBron James is not allowed to change his number. Oh, it's so for that good. exact reason. <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah. Is it that Nike overestimated the demand for the twenty-three LeBron jersey? No, it's they have to print so many for the season that they have to start printing them like four months before the season starts. Oh, that's right. So they started in like March. Yeah, he has to he has to put the number change in by April. Okay. Wow. And so that's why. But meanwhile, if he were like Omari Spellman or whatever, it doesn't even matter. But because. LeBron James Laker jerseys are so popular, they can't, they just would lose all of their money. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I mean, they would lose all their money. I mean, that's ridiculous, but you know what I mean. It would be so prohibitively expensive. So Anthony Davis is going to be number three Uh for his lone year in Los Angeles. And uh, do you think that was because it was like LeBron sending a subtle message to, uh, Banana Boat, Captain, Chris Paul, you're not welcome in Los Angeles. <laughs> unless you want to be like CP11. Um, I'm actually looking this up. Who are other LA Laker number threes? Oh, interesting. Because there's a lot of... The Lakers do not have as many retired numbers as the Celtics, but they have a lot. How do we look this up? LA. Oh, basketball reference. You can do it. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, hold on. So retired. It's not three. Is not retired. Of course you know, not. Obviously. Um. Obviously, Kobe got two. Hmm. You know, there's not all that many for the Lakers. I I was wrong about that. No, they're pretty. Um. The Celtics have a shit ton. The Lakers have. 11 retired numbers, and two of them are Kobe's. Right, and two of them will be LeBron's. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He should wear three numbers. Is he switching to six? He hasn't said, right? No, he said six. Yeah, yeah. But it would be really funny if, look, and again, I'm not wishing harm on anyone, but what if LeBron, like, 
has a back problem or something. I think switches to six, and he's just like pretty disappointing as six mm-hmm. for two years. And they're still like, uh, we were gonna retire him, but uh, you know, we we did lose in the first round. <laughs> you know, year. there are very few uh, number, number threes. Three? Well, it's Isaiah Thomas's number. Well, no, I mean. For the oh, Lakers. No, I'm I'm just looking at the oh, Lakers. Oh, sorry. Right so I wasn't Sedale, there yet. It's Sedale 3's uh-huh. number. It's Devin George's number. Mm-hmm. It was Trevor Ariza's number for but a season. But only a year. Yeah. Um, Devin Ebanks for two years. Mm-hmm. It is, it's not a priority number. Isaiah Thomas. Somehow Josh Hart had it for 2019, but not <laughs> the previous year. Yeah, because Isaiah Thomas was wearing it, I guess. Or Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer had it. He must have given up five to someone else, is my guess. But I don't, I'm not sure who that is. (laughs) Um, Tyson Chandler. Oh, that's, uh, I guess, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he gave up his five. And he took three for Tyson Chandler. I think that's what it okay, is. Okay, but we're getting confused because the listeners so, are not looking at this yeah, yeah, list yeah. right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anthony Davis, I'm going to say with with a fair amount of confidence, he has an excellent chance of being the greatest number three <laughs> in Lakers. He is history. one. He already is. <laughs> he basically it's him than Devin like, George. I think Trevor Ariza is the best three right now. Right, but he only wore it for a season in 2008, the 2008-2009 season. It is a championship season. Of course. But I just mean, like, (laughs) he he has a history. Lakers fans probably think of him as a different number or whatever that was on the Lakers. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, right, because, (laughs) like, (laughs) what was Trevor Ariza's number? Uh, was he only three? On, well, he was only on the Lakers for a year and a half. Actually, that's weird. I think of him as a much longer tenured Laker. Absolutely. Well, it's because he went to UCLA. <laughs> I think. Well, and it's, uh, Lakers fans yeah. love Trevor Ariza way more than a guy who was there for a year. That is absolutely true. Even though, like when they lost him, it was to get Ron Artest, mm-hmm. who. They won probably them in the Western won Conference the title Finals. Without, yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think if they'd had Trevor Ariza, they wouldn't have beaten the Celtics. Um, I yeah. don't know. So, yes. Well, if they Anthony have Trevor Davis, Ariza, they don't beat the Suns because I don't look. I love Trevor Ariza. I'm not sure he's standing under the basket there for no reason, like Ron Artest is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you need you need to be a little bit crazy to win a title. Um, <laughs> And I mean that in fully supporting his efforts towards mental health. Uh, so our friend Julian Rodriguez pointed out something incredible about oh, this yeah. LeBron James number changing story, uh, which is <laughs> that Ron Artest met a world piece himself. Uh, somehow was sane enough to put the paperwork in to change his number every year by a date. And that is mind boggling. Well, and that that that's like better than LeBron. Le, Le, LeBron James had 
clearly not sufficient confidence in Rob Palenka and Anthony Davis going there. Because that would have been like the baller move to be like, I'm going to six. And LeBron could have even hedged it and just been like, you know what? Like like six is my – is that his high school number? Is that the reason he goes for six? I don't care. Um <laughs> But he, but that's a no confidence vote that Anthony Davis is going to be there because if he mm-hmm. thought in April that these guys were going to get it done, clearly he did not have faith in uh, the power couple running the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Lakers, uh, Linda Rambis and her husband. <laughs> uh, don't forget that bus, that bus related person who posts on Reddit. That nephew. Oh, right, right. That nephew who was like, why do the Lakers book it? Also, why don't all these brown people come back, go back to their old country? <laughs> oh, shit. Same account. Fuck. <laughs> it was a rough July for uh, semi-authoritative L.A. basketball sources, Joey. Who are also like teenagers. But, uh... Uh, I don't want to pile onto that guy. I'm not piling on anyone else. I don't care enough. But I'm just saying it's weird that the Lakers objectively were pretty successful. And yet Lakers Twitter is so intense that like lives were still ruined. <laughs> um. All right. Should we talk read some reader mail? Yeah, let's do some reader mail. Let's just let's just blow through these. We we aggressively solicited reader mail questions because the Discord is popping off so hard that somehow some sometimes some of the best questions we miss because like everything's everything's popping off all the time. Well, no, but I also put that there specifically just as an easy place for people to ask us questions. Jeez. I wasn't like soliciting it specifically for today. No, no. We like. I'm just saying we finally got our shit together and we're like, let's let's make these questions count. Um, anyway, let's do reader mail. This is round ball rock reader mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. All right. Um, our first question comes from uh, our main man. Uh, number one fan, the first fan of Round Ball Rock, um, Dubaru. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks, Sean and Joey, how many bananas are in a bushel? Um. And to that I respond, who do I look like? Harry fucking Belafonte? <laughs> <laughs> Google it, Dubaru. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, you tally, you tally me, banana bitch. Okay, I'm sorry, Dubaru. Dubaru apparently, um, I don't know if I can spread this outside the Discord, but apparently was taken to the vet as a child when he was sick. We don't need to talk about other. No, but you're right. You're right. This you're is right. a free episode. Yeah, um, oh, you're, if you're people right. want that, if people want that kind of content. They can, um, it's $3 a month minimum. Yeah. They can give us $3 a month. Um, I don't think bananas come in bushels though, by the way. Yeah. They're bunches. Yeah. What? Well, and they're measured in hands, right? Mm -hmm. According to the banana boat song. Well, 
sure. Anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Queen Osmandius uh, asks, uh, when will my husband return from war? Um, and the answer is never, uh, until the capitalist society has been crushed. Yeah. Which does I not assume... seem to... <laughs> I thought this was about Yusuf Nurkic. Um, anyway, uh, I'm officially closing the reader mail section of the <laughs> Discord, because, uh, what are you guys doing here? not taking it seriously, come on. <laughs> um, El Hafnero, finally a real question, asks... How many secret families is J.J. Reddick aiming for? This is, an, this is a great question, because we'd been working from the assumption that he had two. two. One in Philadelphia and one in Brooklyn, because he played there. in Philadelphia and lived in Brooklyn. Which are not really... Commu- well, also the fact that he drove between them mm-hmm. seemed insane. Like, the only reason that works is... Take you can train, hop on bud. a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... When you're anyway, you you don't have enough mobility in case the heat comes on if you don't have a personal vehicle. So I get it in a secret family context. So just some just some background. It's his fifth NBA city, but he has lived in a sixth NBA city. Him going to New Orleans this year, I mean, Uh Um, there was recently a crazy article about the intense rivalries and infighting at an elite Brooklyn preschool. Uh, thanks to Corbin A. Smith for tipping us off to this, which um, J.J. Reddick's wife, I, I wish I had her first name handy. I apologize. Uh, anyway, big part of all the shenanigans. Excuse me, um, I did not read this. Oh, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it was a very... It was all about uh, like how the Reddick family had moved to Brooklyn and uh that was a big part of some very aggressive preschool administrator like cleaning house and uh one to of get the, the reddicks into the kindergarten no it was like tangential but part of it was that the new um <laughs> disruptive force had marshaled the power of Chelsea Reddick to uh it's a Brooklyn Heights preschool um, you can read it on thecut.com. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's a very long article. It's pretty funny, but it's Are about the Reddicks a... good guys or bad guys in this story? I would say that Chelsea Reddick is considered a bit of a bad guy. I knew it. She is, she is not like explicitly saying anything, but she's like the Right. So she's, she's... not she's not full on Samantha B. Why are black black kids at my charter school no okay it's more that it's more that she's able to raise so much money at the preschool fundraiser that she has more power than any single preschool mom should have Mm -hmm. okay so Uh she's the buddy garrity of this preschool she's the buddy she is the buddy (laughs) garrity of it and again buddy garrity not necessarily a force for good or evil okay yeah Mm -hmm. also Also, i mean her uh, husband is uh with with his other wife most of the time. So she's got to, she has got to find, yeah, raise money for this preschool. (laughs) Um, anyway, I, I do, we should probably acknowledge what, um, R. Safford. Oh, we'll get there. That's a second question. I think, cause I have a different answer for his question. Okay. So how many secret families is he aiming for? I think he wants an E. I think he wants seven. I think he's at two. 
now. Oh, you think he's only at two? Well, okay, then then I guess I would say he wants three. Like, like that's his specialty, you know? Three families, three pointers. Yeah. I think he wants one family and <gasps> not a secret one. I think we're I think we're gonna learn he's choosing a family this summer. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's... <laughs> now, is it like what family will follow him to New Orleans? No, or it's we'll we'll know which which one follow. which city he chooses to live in and commute to New Orleans from. What if he like decides <laughs> to move to Houston? <laughs> but his but like his Brooklyn family stays there because of their dedication well, to school. Sean. He did live in Austin before he lived in Brooklyn. Don't forget. Uh, That's like if you're already going Philly to Brooklyn, is Austin to New Orleans that unreasonable? I imagine it is. But I think it's really really far between (laughs) those things. Every every like geographical question I have about Texas is always like, no, it's way further than you think, Sean. (laughs) Especially because he doesn't like trains. He's he's gonna drive. He needs to be by himself so he has time to uh, plot, get his story straight. All right, the driving distance between. Hold on, let me let me give you a, a driving estimate between the Big Easy and Austin. It's gonna be like it's six hours. Eight hour drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is really. But far how away. far is that in? Uh... Like it's not that's not that's only like an hour plane ride, you know what I mean? I it, bet it, Southwest it, it, flies it. There is a nonstop flight, it's only an hour twenty. Yeah. And there's five per day. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, yep. So <laughs> now do you think he's going to relocate his secret family to Austin, or do you think he just still has one? I think he's gonna disown one of the families. I'm just not sure which one. It's gonna be okay. real sad. Oh. Um all right. Dramatic year in New Orleans. Let's ask our uh let's ask let's ask this other JJ question, Sean. Yeah. Okay. Um here I'll read it. This is from R. Safford. You guys made a joke about JJ having a second family like Lone Star, but what if he's doing the second family thing more like acclaimed FX drama The Americans? I editorialized a little bit in that sentence. Dude went from Dwight Howard to Blake Griffin to Embiid and Simmons, and now quote unquote volunteers to go to New Orleans to play with Zion. Could JJ Reddick be the NBA Philip Jennings? Just biding his time studying these generational big men, sending secrets back to question marks in hopes of winning some invisible Cold War. I mean, this is kind of an incredible insight. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious. I'm going to look up what the Bucks roster had because that was a weird trade when he went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to make the playoffs one for one season. Right. And they gave up Tobias Harris yeah. to do it. Who? I mean, I understand that that's a it's a crazy Scott Skiles is a madman. But I think here's what I'm going to say. I think they were maybe betting big on John Henson at that point. A rookie John Henson still had a lot of hope in his heart. And that um, was the guess. Yeah. Or Larry Sanders. And it just didn't work. They were like, these guys aren't going to make it. JJ, you need to help Blake and DeAndre. I have a uh, different idea. Okay. Uh, I think Coach K is sending him 
to try and help Jaleel Okafor. Oh. And Jaleel Okafor is refusing the help every time. <laughs> oh, that... that. The, it, it, there's so some. It, it is like it, so. It is like the Americans where Coach K is Russia, uh, right? When that's Duke University, yeah. And they're trying to re- they're trying to recover Jaleel Okafor to do whatever he's supposed to be doing. Well, um, you know and that he's on the run. <laughs> you know that Pelicans team has like five Duke players mm-hmm. now. It's like Okafor Zion. Others, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I'm just... But yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's an evil empire right now in basketball, that is the closest thing to like 1982 Russia that we have. Because yeah, he sent him to Philadelphia. Uh huh. And Jaleel ran. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now he's chasing him to New Orleans. Well, and you know, I think he waited until Jaleel re-upped, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm here too now. Get it together, dude. <laughs> I we won't get fooled again." Been off the reservation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> All right, our friend Moses oh. asks, uh, "Which NBA players are most into snuff films?" Um. I said this in the notes. Uh, what I like about this question is the word most. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the, there's a snuff film community, but that some guys stand head and shoulders above them. Uh, I believe the answer is Hassan Whiteside. I think he's too... Uh, do Faces of Death count as snuff films? That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking, like, dry, <laughs> he's like a driver. He's not like an... Eight millimeter guy, just right. because he, he doesn't have the savvy to find. Right, that. he couldn't get but him. It, that was exactly why I said if it's if it's Faces of Death, yes, it's definitely Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, like he has like red asphalt on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like like an actual guy who's yeah, like getting into the deep Nicolas Cage underbelly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because I gotta say, I think it's a white guy, Joey. <laughs> I'm, not to be, I'm not trying to be racist here. I also was like, maybe it's a Zeller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's, if it is, it's Tyler. It's not Cody. <laughs> but yeah, who has like a friend named Stick? You know? <laughs> well, no, because you don't need a friend named Stick anymore. You just need the dark web. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. So, yeah, like, like the who is most likely to be on Pirate Bay or whatever? Not Pirate Bay. uh, The tech version of the Silk Road, right? (laughs) Okay, so okay, so yeah, that that's a good framework because you have to know that it's somebody who would be on like a shady buying drugs, contract killing (laughs) type site. You know what? I'm gonna say a weird one, but I think. I think it's Shaquille O'Neal, Sean. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, because he, he does have that experience with cybercrime. He's a cop. Yeah. Uh, but he's a cop, so he, for sure he knows about Silk Road. And if you've read the Silk Road book, uh, a lot of those cops uh, fall deep into the Silk Road and start uh, doing contract killings for the guy and stealing bitcoins. And what's crazy is he uh, is emblematic of everyone who moved into San Francisco in the last decade. (laughs) 
I also kind of feel like Frank Kaminsky might know more than you'd think. Frank Kaminsky, yeah, sure. I don't think he counts as an NBA player anymore. Though. No, that's that is true. But he's isn't he from like Dahmer country too? Probably, right? Yeah. And Danny Ainge was like, I will trade four first round picks for access to his archive of snuff films. You know who and has they... no idea how to get a snuff film? Uh who's that? Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> He'd probably be into watching one, but yeah. he does not know how to get them. Yeah, all this he's like, Oh, you ever seen a snuff film? And his friends are like, you know, oh no, but I got a I I, I got a pirate feed of that fight. <laughs> and he's like, ah, good enough. For some reason I imagine Dante DiVincenzo's entire life basically being eight uh eight mile, you know? <laughs> oh, I think I think of him as being like a lower tier friend of Will Hunting. <laughs> And they're like, like after Will Hunting leaves town, they're like, what are we going to do? A small guy's gone. And then they're like in a fight at the playground. And Dante DiVincenzo's like, here's your fucking ball and just throws it from half court. And it goes in and they're like, you're pretty good. And he's like, oh, yeah, you want this? You, you, you fucking mooks. And then like just starts draining threes. And they're like, you're pretty good at that. And then there's another scene where Ben Affleck's like, my dream is that. You're also not here when I come to show up and, <laughs> and you're at practice. <laughs> he's actually he's actually like a bagger Vance figure, but just for like dumbass white guys. He's All like right. you potential. Another uh G Dwallis. Uh, another great question from our man G Dwallis sign. Mm-hmm. Uh who won the summer of toxic mombolinity? I'm going to say Wait, that's a... You got to do it as Bill Simmons, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, I got to say, uh, it's been a it's been a big summer. The hot summer for... The song of the summer was Toxic Mambalinity. Ooh, I loved it. I had a bunch of millennials write about it. They Spotified it. I said, hey, can you burn that to a CD? I just got a CDR and I want to listen to it. I'll ignore my CCs. So, uh, Bill, who yes. won? The summer of toxic mambalinity. I gotta go with an upset. It's TBD. There's a lot of there's a lot of mambalinity players circulating around the league. I would say it's the era of unfettered player movement slash Tinder dating. That's catchy, right? Everybody wants to swipe right on a team. Everybody wants to swipe left on their responsibilities, and everybody wants to swipe down. On winning a title, because no one's gonna beat the Kawhi Leonard Paul George team. But when you talk about Mambalinity, you gotta talk about a guy who's like Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean, Bill? I do know what you mean. Uh, you mean shoots seven for twenty three in a finals game? Ha <laughs> ha It's six for twenty four. Don't give him more credit. He's already got his own ESPN show. What's that? I mean, it's not even animated. It's not, it's not a cute cartoon. That's what people wanted from ESPN. Ah, ah, I'm getting a little, it's getting a little dusty in here for me thinking about my old cartoon. Anyway, I think who won the summer of mo- mo- toxic mambalinity uh, was the phrase I invented, pre-agency, which is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Ooh, ooh, it feels toxic. It feels like I got to get into a sauna with uh, Chris Ryan. The world's oldest 39-year-old? How old is he? Is he overaged, underaged, or appropriately aged? Who knows? 
All right, I've got one more question for you, Sean. Also, uh, Bill. Yes, Elder it, Bill. It also comes from G. Dwala sign. Yes. It's, uh, what are your what are your all time toxic mombalinity teams? Although, seeing as we're both Bills, there's a better way to do this. Bill, give me your Mount Rushmore of all time toxic mombalinity. Oh, I love toxic mombalinity. I love <laughs> Mount Rushmore. I've never been there, but I imagine it's pretty great. Also, seas from Native American lands. Definitely the losers of the 19th century. There were winners, there were losers, but up there with the Confederacy were the indigenous peoples of the North American continent. Ooh, big losers. I gotta say, potentially one of those toxic mobility teams, if we get the sliding doors simulation we want, is the Miami Heat this year. If they can add Chris Paul to Jimmy Butler. Unfortunately, they jettisoned Hassan Whiteside, which is going to keep him from getting to the absolute pantheon. I think they're in the fourth tier of toxic mobility on my 72-tier pyramid of toxic mobility. Why doesn't they put why don't they put that in Springfield, Massachusetts? But I gotta say, one of them has gotta be the 2010 Los Angeles Lakers, who defeated my beloved Boston Celtics thanks to the toxic mobility of Ron Artest and Kobe Bryant, the Mamba himself, and also Pau Gasol, who had some sneaky Spanish mobility to him. Mambalinte Teo? Is that correct? Am I speaking a foreign language? What do you think, foreign Bill? Well, I think for my taste, the all-time toxic mobility team is the cast of With Honors, the movie where Joe Pesci plays a homeless man who goes to Harvard. Ooh. All right. My number three toxic mobility team. I'm doing team. a – hold on. I'm doing a rewatchables of oh. With Honors. Sneaky. You got Brendan Fraser, underrated. Uh-huh. Moira Kelly, sneaky hot. Patrick Dempsey – Overrated and Josh Hamilton, underrated. Also, <laughs> the great Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal. Oh my gosh, he's one of my. He's in my all-time '60s analytical uh, tier of intellectual superiority. Oh, I felt bad just looking at his face. I was like, "Hey, I bartended at night while I was working for that website. You think you're better than me? He probably was better than me." Anyway, back to other questions. <laughs> yep, these were our questions. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I do not understand where this question comes from. So why don't you walk us through this? So I just chose the, the final question, which is, does eating bull dick count as sex? Now, the answer is very clearly no. The answer is no. Um <laughs> What this has to do with is that Kawhi Leonard um, managed to have, like, a relationship that is completely hidden to the public. I believe even to the San Antonio Spurs, who were surprised that he had a girlfriend at the point they threw him a baby shower. Um, And I think the question was, it is hard to imagine Kawhi Leonard as a sexual being. I do not agree with that. I just think he's, like... Very good at keeping his personal life personal. Uh, yeah, him saying what it do, baby, mm-hmm. is definitely a guy who's had a lot of sex. Well, here's the thing, because this comes to Serge Ibaka's wonderful web series, which everyone should watch. So he, this, How that's where it 
comes from. Yes. Kawhi ate yes. bull dick on Serge's cooking show. Okay. He put it on a pizza. He reluctantly ate it. He was being a good teammate. But the actual relevant thing to Kawhi Leonard is there is that Serge Ibaka asked him a question, which was, who is your celebrity crush? And Kawhi's answer was like, it's not fair for me to list a celebrity crush because NBA players are not like other people. Because normally when you say you have your celebrity crush, it's like this is purely in the realm of fantasy. Right. But Kawhi Leonard, in theory, could really date anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, as a handsome 28-year-old two-time finals MVP. Um, and Serge Ibaka acted And that surprised. is why he didn't say his actual uh, celebrity crush, which I know for a fact is Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> he loves going. Shit's Creek. He yeah. loves Shit's Creek. Um, and then Serge Ibaka acted surprised, and Kawhi looked at him like, you know you romanced r&b chanteuse carrie hilson for years and serge Ibaka was like oh i don't even know um also in the i was just confirming that he had actually dated carrie hilson to make sure i wasn't an idiot and i found out okay so joey you know there's been some controversy about serge Ibaka's age uh what <laughs> so he is he is on paper he's 29 years old however i did find out that Kawhi leonard has a daughter who is at least 13 years old mm-hmm Anyway, I'm just saying that is that is maybe some evidence in favor of. Look, he could be older than he claims, or also you mean just Serge Ibaka has a daughter that's 13 years old. Serge Ibaka has a daughter yeah. that's 13. Sorry, years I think old. you Kawhi said Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, yeah. Kawhi Leonard has a daughter who is like three years old. Okay. Um, yes. Anyway, Serge Ibaka's daughter is 13 years old. That's all I'm saying. So you know, he's got another year in his contract. Uh, you know, up. he was in France. They get started Whatever, young dude, That guy rules. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or in the... Con- look, look, good for you, Serge. Yeah. Um, keep it up, Mafuzi Chef. All right. Um, that's been our question. Sorry, G. Dwalasine, we didn't really answer your question. But the answer is, of course, Jimmy Butler. He ended up living in Miami. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, like the capital of toxic mobility. He does lose if Chris Paul comes there, though. It, do it's, you feel like it is less mambalinious? Mom, oh, it's the that is the worst place to have mambalinity is on a team with Chris Paul. Oh, I thought I thought it like tripled up. No, 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 because he he becomes a loser then because his mambalinity locked him in in Miami and now he's uh, got a yeah. Now he has the, he's, the he's worst got the ultimate Napoleon on him. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe um, how rarely Chris Paul takes a shot that someone passed the ball to him for. It's like mind blowing. It's like eight percent of his shots. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to the news. Yeah. Is this news or is this something else? I think it's. You know, I thought it was news. It's something else, Joey. Okay, let's go to Tillman time. <laughs> It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, state house man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. <laughs> 
film and time. All right, Sean, what's happening in our in the world of our man, the owner of the Houston Rockets, Tillman Fertitta? I have to say, when I thought when we first started doing Tillman Time, I thought it was a rare event that we would be doing Tillman Time. Something happens with Tillman. It almost feels like when we record a Tillman Time. It forces Tillman to do something else. Yeah, it to really get ahead does of seem the Tillman way. Time journalism. Like anyway, <laughs> we did a Tillman Time on Friday, and he who did the Rockets signed? It was something somebody totally ridiculous. Oh, it was Anthony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah first yeah. round pick Anthony Bennett, <laughs> uh, derailed by obesity, obesity, and like sleep apnea and exercise induced asthma. Mm-hmm. Again, something you'd think you'd vet before voting the first pick in the draft whatever um but tillman himself individually got fined by the nba <laughs> which 25 I, you 000. know what i'm actually i side with tillman on this one this one this is seems, stupid this, this is like dumb as hell <laughs> because because I, I still don't really understand what he did wrong here because the trade I mean, hadn't gone through yet I mean, like, I guess officially, like the league paperwork. You know how it takes two days or whatever, right? Right. So he would commented on how tight Russell Westbrook is, like the the uh, ten minutes after they got traded, because uh-huh. the man loves a camera. He can't yeah. stop talking to the press. He can't. <laughs> he can't stop throwing like a weird Cinco de Mayo party in November. That he has um, a three-person press conference outside of. The, <laughs> like, the man sees a reporter. He's stepping out of wherever he is and giving an impromptu press conference like feet from the door of where he is. It's never inside where no, he actually no. is. No, it's always like... It's always it, against a weird outfit. wall. It's in a yeah. hallway. He's wearing like a white dress shirt that's unbuttoned to his nipples. It's very weird. He's a weird guy. I hate him. (laughs) Let me me throw this out here, Joey. Daryl Morey, look, they need to fill out that roster in Houston. Uh But what he really needs to be pushing for is for some streaming service to renew a billion dollar buyer. So he'll get the fuck out of town for a while. It's something because he's not working. He's always free. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even know if we need to read this quote, Joey. Yeah, that he, he got just fined. said that he he didn't say anything. He was like, we're going to miss Chris Paul, but uh, I love Russell Westbrook. He's so athletic. I used to love him. And then he got fined. Um, $25,000. Yeah. My question is, though. Similar take to what Joey took out of that machine. But, yeah. <laughs> my question for you, though, Sean, is... uh. So now, now that he's been fined, sorry, my mic fell over, uh, $25,000, um, who's getting fired to pay for oh this fine? Oh, my God. This is, this, I think it's like an assistant trainer at this point. The coaching staff has been decimated to the point where he can't fire anyone else. I think it's, I think it's like some low level staffer who makes exactly $25,000. So like an intern on the training mm-hmm. staff, I think <laughs> like a lead ball boy. Yeah. 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 But whoever, whoever most recently qualified for health insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my next question. Uh, uh-huh. So Andre Iguodala is on the block. Yes. And, uh, 
the rumor is the Rockets want to trade for him, but they are yes. afraid to trade for him because they don't want to pay the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Iguodala, what are the chances he becomes a Rocket? After this fine, uh, like 5%. I think it's 0%, dude. Unless it means giving up Capella to get him. <laughs> right, right. If you're Memphis... Take Clint Capella in that deal. Just I would ask say. for Clint Capella. Yeah, um, not, nothing else makes any sense for Memphis. Well, I mean, they can get two two picks for him. Can they? Yeah, how many picks are left? The, well, the Rockets only traded four picks, but two of them were swaps. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, they yeah. can get up to three picks if Oklahoma taught us anything, right? And they have, and they have a Warriors pick. They could get two picks for just renting. Andre Iguodala, which Daryl Morey's probably just like furious about just being at the sucker end of that transit transaction just on principle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um all right, that's it with Tillman time. Let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Speaking of fines, mm-hmm. um, Mark Cuban got fined fifty thousand dollars. Do you want to talk about what happened here? Yeah. So, so the board of governors meets, which is just the owners. I don't know why they that or what. What are they trying to change the word owners to stakeholders, something like that? It's like whatever benefactors or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like something Mark Cuban thought of that's not going to catch on, just like his reality show and uh, Cyberdust. Yeah. Um. So they were talking about whether they should allow coaches challenges or not, and Mark Cuban just like straight up texted a reporter, like leaked it while the discussion was going. Well, that's on. not what happened though. You've got to walk this backwards. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well. Well, he okay. Yeah, well, so he did do that. Sorry, he, he did, did do, do that. But so the, the NBA, how did the NBA yeah. find out? This is so, the best part. Yeah. So they they haven't even voted yet, I believe, on you know coaches being able to challenge instant replays. A terrible development, but we're not talking about that right now. Um, and then Vivek Ranadive, the the owner, <laughs> uh, firebrand owner of the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings, complained because he's like. How are people reporting on this thing? We haven't even voted yet. Because of his complaint, Mark Cuban was fined $50,000. That's for sick. This Look, show. I'm anti-snitches, but pro-snitching uh-huh. on Mark Cuban. Yeah, and Mark Cuban had the most butthurt quote afterwards, uh-huh. which was, I appreciate the irony of your reporting on a fine that someone should, but won't, get fined for leaking to you. Mm-hmm. And all I can say... Mark Cuban hates whistleblowers. Wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the so surprising guy leading the the dirtiest frat house in the NBA yeah. is mad at the Panhellenic Council for for levying sanctions after a pledge died. Uh, <laughs> right? Isn't that what? Isn't isn't he just like the most evil frat vice president ever? I mean, I feel like yes, but. I almost feel like frats are more benevolent than what the Mavericks were. Right, right. <laughs> they're more like they're like like an offshoot of the clan that didn't commit any murders. 
or like 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 a like like a slightly nicer sex cult, but that people didn't sign up to join. I don't I'm know. Tur- Earl Sneed was really bad. <laughs> that, like that he's is... not funny like Pants DJ, who's also really really bad. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> but that's still that's still like that's like that is more akin to a fraternity thing. But Earl Sneed is like like a like a really bad criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a guy who uh, beat up multiple women he was in relationships with. Very cool. And, and Mark Cuban's like, but he still plays beer pong, right? But he said sorry. He's cool. Um, He's in, like, I don't wear a suit. He doesn't apologize. We're kind of <laughs> the same kind of maverick. You know, scammed Yahoo out of billions of dollars because I figured out how to pirate legitimate broadcasts. <laughs> and I've had seven facelifts, and I slap hands with people at Summer League, bro. Um, all right. Uh, Ben Simmons signed an extension, Sean. Yeah. Uh, five years, $170 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is two pro NBA contracts and zero uh, career three pointers. Uh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> he's hit more. He's hit one, right? Is yeah, he really I, at zero three pointers for sure his career? I, it up and I think it's zero. I'll look. I think he hit one. I don't think he's, I don't not think even, he's hit any. Not even like a. Like a buzzer beater, just like throw it up there. Yeah, that hasn't gone in. I mean, you would for sure think. Uh, I'm gonna look at his totals. He is 0 for 17 for his NBA career. Wow, that's not good. I can't even believe he's taken 17. To be honest, <laughs> he's he. It was 11 his rookie year. I mean, his quote unquote rookie year. Team Mitchell, um, <laughs> and he took six last year. Of his 960 field goal attempts, six were threes. And I'm I'm going to guess, oh, you know what? Uh, he has taken only nine. The only reason he has, um, he took 11 his rookie year was that eight of them were heaves. Right. So he's taken nine real three-pointers ever. That's what I was saying. I assumed a heave had gone in. He didn't even take any heaves last year, though. He was He was pretty... He started doing the LeBron thing. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't realize his points per game went down a lot last year. There he is, did. Yeah. There is something I want to talk about with this Ben Simmons contract, though. Yeah. Um, The Sixers uh-huh. told him they wouldn't sign the extension unless he promised them that the, he wouldn't play for Team Australia and that he'd stay in Philadelphia and work on his game. Yes. Uh, and I got to say, uh, fucking fuck that shit. Uh, Elton Brand, you should know better. Well, I felt the same way about this, Joey, but he has not played for Team Australia in six years. So what? Like, I mean, I agree, but I just think I think that was some clutch sports like Oh, no, I guess he won't go back to Australia and play with the national team when he I don't I don't know if he was ever really going to do that. You know what I mean? I don't care about the playing for Team Australia part. I care about the staying in Philadelphia to work on his game part that I think (laughs) sucks. (laughs) It does. It does. I'm just saying some straight up. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has to shake my hand and promise me he's going to work harder. Bullshit. <laughs> Look, I don't disagree with that. I just think it was uh, bullshit on both sides. That's all. 
Yeah, I think, I'm just I think Ben Australia is not. I think Ben Simmons is not particularly interested in the nation of Australia. Sure, but if he wanted to go there, he should be allowed to. <laughs> I know, but also the other flip side of this is I was like, "Wow, damn, five years, one hundred and seventy million. and then I'm like, "He could demand a trade next summer, like mm-hmm. and <laughs> like would it, you know, because it's the era of okay, me agency. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, NBA players. It's twin. It's it's like Snapchat. They only want to stay on a team for ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> they also want to show the GMs the pictures of the dick. All right. Um. <laughs> Chris Paul. Yes. Is having a real bad month, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, it, you know what, Joey? I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm like basking in it. Like I'm not. I'm not really <laughs> tweeting about Chris Paul. But sometimes I'll just be be driving or something and i'll think about chris paul and i'm like yeah that's right (laughs) so um cp3 according to ethan sherwood strauss uh people think chris paul is a terrible union president Mm -hmm, because he is uh so one federal veteran player said quote they advocate for the, they advocate for the interests of max players and super max players. Basically, the CBA has helped the whole banana boat crew from back in the day. It's taken from the mid level. I think middle tier players aren't getting that mid level money anymore. I think just that huge super max money has had cost. Teams are putting all their eggs in one basket to keep that super max guy. It's dried up the salary cap. I don't see it as sustainable long term. I agree. You know who else doesn't see it sustainable long term? NBA owners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they don't want it. Look, congratulations to Damian Lillard for signing his Supermax, which will not at all be regrettable for Portland well, in look, the future. Here's here's what should actually happen with the Supermax. In in a perfect world, if you're gonna continue to have the Supermax, uh <laughs> the Supermax should not count for all the money. Against the cap. Yeah, it should yeah. count as a regular max contract. But guess what? You get to pay the guy $30 million more. But yeah. it's like it's money that does not count against the cap. Yeah, he gets the money, but it doesn't cripple your team because it's like it ends up not being a reward and in fact being almost impossible for, uh, you know, a team that doesn't have a lot of cash. But also the answer is uh, no salary caps. Just get rid of them. Yeah, dude. Like, like it's. Everything that's happened in the NBA um, is much more similar to how sports work everywhere else in the world, except, I guess, baseball, mm-hmm. where, you know, even even in the NFL, um, I guess they have franchise tags, and that sucks, and they all collude against uh, people whose politics they hate while, you know, supporting uh, crazy, violent criminals. But... Uh, like the w- the way people were moving around in the NBA, like like soccer works exactly like that. Like you know, where where no one has to get that butt hurt. There's just you you, just, you move around because it's a job, mm-hmm. and you're not yeah you're not like a citizen of the Toronto Raptors. You know yeah. I don't know why I picked up the, the one for <laughs> the NBA when I said that. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah it's like uh plus you know what one positive of getting rid of the CBA would be 
Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, not the, the CBA, but the salary cap. Uh, way less, ep- way less episodes of Dunked On. Oh my god, <laughs> incredible! But I was like, like you know what, NBA players, you you much like uh, a great deal of the NBA and the media were duped by Chris Paul, and that's you know that sucks, but also is not unprecedented in recent NBA history. No, to be to be conned by Chris Paul. Uh, speaking of other peoples with the people, people with the last name Paul, uh, uh-huh. Rich Paul got fired by Marcus Morris, but not by Nerlens Noel, even though people said Nerlens Noel fired him. <laughs> yeah, apparently what happened was Nerlens Noel, like, backed out of his deal with the Thunder, and then when he was trying to renegotiate his deal, he was like, just call me, don't call Clutch Sports anymore. And then after he signed his deal, he went back to Clutch Sports. He would, like, never left, I guess. But Weird. Um, um, I'm sure he got a great deal in renegotiating that with Sam Presti by himself. You still got a league minimum both times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all the media food he can eat. So that's what he really wanted. Um, Marcus Morris, it does feel like something sinister maybe happened here. Yeah, like like every... Every leg of Marcus Morris's journey to the New York Knicks is weird and undefined. Because yes, uh, Marcus Morris apparently turned down a three-year, $41 million a year deal mm-hmm. with the Los Angeles Clippers. And it's, to me, this sounds like something where, like, I think this is the one where he wanted to fire them. Because it seems like a time-sensitive thing that he, like, waited too long for or his reps were arguing too much about because it fell through. That's not my theory. Well, okay, so so what happened when he didn't sign that deal is that the Clippers just took Mo Harkless and a pick into that space instead. Yeah. Here's my theory. Yeah. Uh, I think Rich Paul turned this down on purpose. Uh, assuming he could get this deal for Marcus Morris somewhere else. Uh, uh, because he did not want to make the Los Angeles Clippers. He did not want to help the Clippers over the Lakers. Oh, his crosstown rivals. So yeah. He, you so know, his real boss plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. You're right. You're right. Um, And also he was like, Marcus, you love drinking coffee in Los Angeles with your twin brother. It's one of your favorite things. If you play for the Clippers, I will have you banned from every cafe <laughs> that there is. But yeah, I have this feeling um, that maybe Rich Paul told him that he had this same deal somewhere else mm-hmm. and that he couldn't sign with the Clippers. And then he could not get Marcus Morris any of that money anywhere else. Yeah. And then he hired some thugs. <laughs> to uh, intentionally injure Reggie Bullock as punishment for leaving LeBron's Lakers. He failed his physical, and he tried to get a face-saving one-year $15 million deal with Marcus Which Morris. Which good for Marcus, because Marcus is worth a lot more than that Spurs deal he signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's worth almost exactly that Clippers deal he turned down. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. So, so is he, is Rich Paul... The Shadow Shadow Lakers GM? Uh, I don't know. Good question. What I want to say, there is another important 
piece of betrayal here that I'm upset by, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Markeith, fire Rich Paul. What are you doing? Yes. Oh, is he? Are they? St- God damn it. Why haven't they gotten a dual twin contract? That's the biggest failing. <laughs> Markeith, what are you doing? You got a fire clutch now, too. Like, yeah, because you guys still <laughs> just have like one bank account like, that you Rich share. Rich Paul took care of his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, by not letting your brother sign with the Clippers, so you gotta. Uh-huh. It's you know this is some Chicago way stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh, they yeah. brought a they brought a knife to a gunfight or whatever. You gotta yeah. you gotta come come on man. Yeah, bring bring two guns to a twin fight. Um. All right, Sean, pick one of these last three stories, and then that's gonna be our uh, show. Let's let's just talk about the weird things that Anthony Davis said. Okay. Did. What, or do any of them include going on the Harry Potter ride? No, no that was a bonus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so he had an interview with Rachel Nichols, which contained a couple of weird things. Now, A, he's not playing for Team USA during the World Cup, which, you know, fine. It's, it's like, I don't, I don't really understand why it's a big deal that anyone turns down a national team thing that isn't the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know don't I mean? understand why they would have to play in the Olympics either, frankly. Um, yeah, but at least that's <laughs> like, but like the FIBA World Cup that's in an like, odd number. Like my thing is, you, look, we've made our point with the basketball players in the right. Olympics again. Let's just stop going for a while again. <laughs> it feels like an arms race, right? Like, like, like how? But do you remember? Do you remember how weird the last final was, though? No. Okay, so it's the I'm gonna, I got to just look up the the score real fast, but Kevin Kevin Durant played like the first 17 minutes of the game straight. Mhm. Um which is very weird for performance on an all-star team. Um but the final they played Serbia. They won the game 96 to 66. Um, but they had like what was their lead at halftime? They had a twenty-three point lead at halftime. They had a thirty-six point lead at halftime before they took anyone out. But but it it was just like like I don't understand why there's and it was very confusing to me, the whole thing. Um let's send the and one team. Yeah, no, you exactly. know what? Even better. Let's send the Harlem Globetrotters to the Hell, FIBA World yeah. Cup. Let's just see what happens. You know what I right. mean? They'll probably beat us, but you never know. But, but like, couldn't America rally behind that more <laughs> rather than like, like who's even going to be on the? Uh, let's send the, to, like, all the best big Kyrie three players. Actually, I mean, let's I'm do that. Really get behind Kyrie, but <laughs> just feels it just feels like a weird event like the olympics are hella corrupt like they're they're like the opposite of the nba yeah it's not fun <laughs> uh-huh i don't even know what i the like olympics the extra in. basketball but like send the under 19 team but yeah they're they're i mean they're gonna be in tokyo that seems like it'd be kind of cool but yeah exactly make it an under 23 thing that's what they yeah. do in soccer boring all right anyway back to anthony davis yeah so yeah he's not playing the world cup who cares but he said he said he said during this interview with rachel nichols he's like yeah rob palenka was calling me 
every half hour during free agency. And Rachel Nichols was like, well, you're exaggerating. And he's like, he literally called me every 30 to 45 minutes to say, what do you think of this guy? And then at one point, Anthony Davis answered the phone and was like, dude, I'm in the movies. Don't don't call me. So Rob Belinka is a uh, an insecure boyfriend, basically. Very cool. And then Rachel Nichols. When does Linda Rambis call him? uh, Only at night, right? Only at night. That's when the (laughs) shows come out. Uh, So, yeah, Rob Palenka called him all the time. Uh, Also, Rachel Nichols said, do you think you will be a pillar of the Lakers for years and years to come? And Anthony Davis said, honestly, Rachel, I'm just focused on this season. I don't know what's going to happen. I have one year here, so I'm going to make the best of this year. And when that time comes around in the summer, you know, whenever the season's over, already no confidence. Uh, Hopefully around, you know, mid-June after we just had a parade and I need a couple days to think, then we can talk about it. But until then, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help this team win this year. You know who sounded like that about 12 months ago, Joey? Who? Kevin Durant. Uh, See, I actually disagree with that one. Because this is him saying, I don't want to talk about my contract. Uh, Which is actually something Kevin Durant never said. (laughs) I guess that's... (laughs) Because that's all he's doing is like, he's saying, what that this comment is, is like, I'm not talking about my contract. Stop asking me. Um, and part of the reason the Warriors were mad at Kevin Durant is because he wouldn't just say that. He kept he kept talking about. His yeah, contract. he kept well, answering the questions. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. Uh, it remi- it reminds me of uh, the two coolest guys in the NBA teaming up in Brooklyn this year. What they were saying last <laughs> summer. No, because at this point last summer, Kyrie was saying he was going to be a Celtic for life. He made a commercial about it, remember? And then he started doing all that cocaine. Allegedly. (laughs) Why? I mean, who who would have thought that that a guy like that? (laughs) Not for like an Illuminati initiation or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was for. You know, it was, you know, he's just expanding his brain space. Yeah. Also, he probably doesn't do cocaine. With it's like a that's a joke, like the secret family just, joke. Just kidding. Yeah, JJ Reddick just, does not have a secret family, and Kyrie Irving enough. does not do cocaine. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Unless, no, 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 they don't. <laughs> Sean, plug something. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh, punchline in San Francisco Tuesday night doing something DNA's. Comedy Lab in Santa Cruz. Uh, lots of basketball stuff on Yard Barker, including a big piece about the Hall of Fame where I reluctantly had to uh, list Joe Johnson as not a future Hall of Famer, which is outvoted. I feel like I've never compromised my principles so much as a journalist as that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's getting in. He's getting in. Look, look, I'm I'm not a voter. I'm fine with it, but uh, he's getting in. Besides, so Joe, baby, mm-hmm. it's going to be the big three MVPs. Team's undefeated. Lisa Leslie's his coach. It rules. Um, and then as for me, um, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where, sorry, I got to find a classic one because he's just posting Instagrams now. Get Come back on, to Twitter, man. Fuck. <laughs> 
People aren't going to find outrageous olive oil and vinegars. Uh, Where on 9-11-2014, I tweeted, (laughs) another day, another MRI. Whoa. Um, 9-11, that 9-11-2014 was his 9-11. I don't think it was, dude. I think that was the time the cat left the water on in his house and destroyed his entire house. That's his 9-11 for sure. Um, or that time he was the last person to talk to Dale Earnhardt before he died. Oh my God! Did you you know that story, right? Yeah, I, I do. Oh, <laughs> he's he's like the stranger. Yeah, he's like Forrest Gump, but for but tragedy. For <laughs> um, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. I'm not Harry fucking Belafonte. <laughs> Do you realize that you have the most future first round picks? Do you realize the Chris? Paul's a dick Do you realize The crappiness Ruins your crowds with a gun Let Russ know you love him now for goodness sake Fracking causes big earthquakes Realize this isn't your worst fear It's the thunder moving to Seattle In five years seen the best it's inevitable that they move back to the pacific northwest do you realize 
that your team is finishing in 14th place do you realize thank you this is wayne coin and i'm about to do some fucking mushrooms hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.